Hello, I'm Ryan Cook, and this is Civic Tech Chat, a podcast about the civic technology movement. We seek to harness the power technology has to improve the delivery of public services to people everywhere. This week, we'll be listening to a recording of a lightning talk that I gave last Friday at the Code for America Summit in Oakland, California. The talk itself was all about running for office. I use my own story as an example and a source of inspiration that I hope will urge others to make similar runs of their own. So with all that said, I hope you enjoy the talk, and let's hop right in. I'm going to talk to you folks about something that might be a little scary, that's fine, and that's going to be running for office. So I'm Ryan Cook. I help organize the Open Uptown Brigade. I host Civic Tech Chat, and my lesser-known identity is I'm a former candidate for the Ohio General Assembly. Whoop, wrong way. So why run for office? So we've talked a lot during these sessions about the idea of civic tech and citizen technologists being at the table. What better way to be at the table than to be the decision maker yourself? Of course, the other part is serving your community. A service focus is that which is woven throughout our entire community. And I'm going to tell you a story, the story of my run, that I'm hoping that by the time I get done with it, somebody in this room will decide that this running for office thing, it just might be a crazy enough idea to work. So the story starts in late 2015. I was then living in Columbus, Ohio. I'd uh, done some volunteering in in politics, uh, managing a statehouse campaign before, but I'd never been the candidate. But this time, I wanted to do something that had to do with my home district, House District 21, in the northwest part of the city. So I asked around, did my digging. I was just going to volunteer. But then I found out there, there were no candidates. Not one. No one interested. And uh, I decided that that wasn't, that wasn't acceptable to me. So I took on the endeavor of becoming a candidate. <laughs> so in order to do that, the first thing you have to think about is who you are. Like, what's your record? What are your values? So for me, I'm a veteran, which means I have a goofy gas mask picture that I get to share with people. Fantastic. And uh, that also informs a lot of who I am, what my values are. Um, what you may not know about me is I'm also a bit of an egalitarian. I'm all about trying to give everyone their fair shake. And uh, like many of you, the idea of service is at the very core of my being. So to me, this venture was about extending that, continuing service. So then what? Well, running for office involves knocking on a lot of doors. It involves asking strangers for money, which I'll admit is a very uncomfortable thing to do. And giving a lot of short speeches, just like this. Though obviously, in a different context, and I'll admit, Running for office is super time consuming. It was like having a second full-time job. And I also got to do cool things like parades, talk at people, take group photos that you know look cool. Oh, there were also negative ads, which taught me two things about myself. One, I have a master plan. And they uncovered it. And two, with a little bit of lightning and some Photoshop, even I can look like a Bond villain. So that, that's like career plan B, I think. Oh, and I can also apparently raise taxes by like a lot. I'm pretty powerful. So along the way, I also heard a lot of people's stories. As I mentioned, you have to knock on a lot of doors, at least in an Ohio General Assembly race. And I ended up knocking on over 10,000 doors. So as you imagine, I heard a lot of like really 
deep personal stories from folks about their interactions with uh, state and local government. And one of the things that really stuck with me along the way and caused me to dig into it was this intern parent I talked to was actually only two streets away from where I lived. So it was like one of the first places I went to knock on doors. And what they told me is that they had their, uh, their children were both very curious about tech, but they weren't sure how to help them investigate that. There wasn't really anything at their school to let them do that. They themselves weren't qualified to do it. And uh, it reminded me a lot of me. I was that kid when I was younger. Um, I had a typing class. That, that was what I had in school. And I was lucky I had an uncle that worked at MCI that could kind of help satisfy my curiosities, but not everyone has that. So I started to think about computer science education. And I did some research. And what I found wasn't so great for Ohio. At the time, uh, there were some surveys done by folks like code.org. And uh, Google also did a survey. What I found is 90% of parents, they want computer science to be taught to their children. But only 40% of schools offered anything that you could call computer science, or, or I guess in this case, specifically computer programming. And even weirder, only 7% of principals sampled in the state by Google saw it as a high uh, demand field, which, yeah, it's a little weird. Uh, so I decided to make a platform. And what I was going to do was campaign really hard on the idea of trying to develop standards and model curriculum in Ohio, following the K through 12 computer science framework, which I highly suggest you look up if you're not familiar. It's a great framework, which includes uh, some other like policy suggestions that came up with, like there should be a statewide leadership post for the curriculum, and we should allow it to be used as a K through 12 graduation requirement. Additionally, we should be incentivizing teacher certification in computer science, which again, in Ohio, is not a thing. And uh, we also should be providing funding for these things. It should be a continuing education area for teachers as they're seeking different licenses and whatnot. But in Ohio, that was not the case then. So as the election goes, I'm knocking on doors, doing my thing. Well, uh, campaigns have debates. And you might think, all right, if you're running against somebody who's like an entrenched incumbent, yeah, they're probably not going to show up to your community forum. Well, I got lucky. Mike Duffy did. Oh, that was the guy I was running against. And we have a debate, which a community forum is kind of more of like a friendly version of a debate. Like someone moderates and I say something, they say something, and we move on. But I pushed really hard on this K through 12 computer science platform stuff. And at one point, I cornered him. And he made me a promise that I'll paraphrase as, if I win this race, I will work with Ryan to make this a priority. So at the time, you're like, okay, you know, politicians say things. But, oh, well, the election came and I didn't win. Uh, important part of the story. Uh, but I learned a lot. I got that promise, which we'll get to. And I also have a cool Ballotpedia page that will be there forever. So there, there, there's my legacy right there. So I then wait a little bit after the election, and I reach back out about this promise. And I met with Mike Duffy. The, the incumbent I've been talking about, and I got put together like this big packet of information using resources like those from like code.org and other partners in the K through 12 computer science framework. And I was like, all right, we're gonna do this. We're gonna make something happen. We met for coffee, had a bunch of conversations. And then one day, this post pops up and House Bill 170 is born. Now, does it do all of the things? No, but it does do some of the things. And, as, and of course, legislation takes time. So that House bill uh, probably came out around spring of uh, 2017, and it kind of languished in the House for a while, went through committee, passed the House, 
then it sat in Senate committee for a period of months, and I would check in with, with Mike Duffy now and again, but it was kind of not much I can do at that stage. But in December of 2017, House Bill 170 was signed by the governor of Ohio, changing completely what computer science is in the state. And even cooler, just March of this year is when it went into effect. So the lesson from that is my master plan that I didn't even know about was not foiled. So what, what's in this law? I've said House Bill 170 a few times. So like the, probably the most important thing is it requires the Ohio Department of Education to come up with standards for computer science courses and to develop a model curriculum for schools throughout the state. It requires the state to allow computer science courses to be used as one of the things you use for your graduation for high school. It provides resources and incentives for teachers to use computer science for their licensing, as well as to require licensure for teaching <coughs> computer science. Now, like I said, it's not perfect. So one thing that got stripped out of it along the way is we had 2.5 million in support funding. That was gonna be for things like, the, like machines, infrastructure, like helping schools that maybe don't have the funding capability themselves. And instead, I replaced it with this kind of mechanism where they can kind of raise funds from private folks if they want to or through nonprofits. I have feelings about that, but at least we got this stuff. It's, it's progress. It's a step in the right direction. So I leave you with this. Run for office. Just try it. It's crazy. It's really hard. It will take a lot of your time. But you know what? If you do it, you just might change your state's entire education system. Thank you. on Twitter using the handle at civictechchat, visit us on the web at civictech.chat, or subscribe to us for content updates wherever it is you download your podcasts.